Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of The Binge Boys. Today, we're doing the run-through, as you can see from the title. I am uh, Logan, and this is a different run-through. This time, we got Matt in the building. What's good, Logan? What's up, man? One-on-one right now. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> man, pumped for pumped to debate with you. Um, kind of a different run-through we're doing this time around. We're doing a, more of a... We'll cover the same categories as we always do, but we'll also maybe prepare a few um, points as to why we think the movie is good or bad. Mm -hmm. And uh, and from you can see from the title, we got Batman versus Superman Dawn of Justice, Uh, quite the behemoth. Um, It it at least had that potential, you know, Um, the marketing uh really wanted this movie to be um like i like a behemoth it it really wanted to be the next almost like end game level expectations of like oh my god the two greatest dc superheroes coming together they're going to duke it out um so i guess like we always do i'll start out by stating some general facts about the movie, like the fact that it is um, directed by Zack Snyder, written by Chris Terrio and David S. Goyer, released March 2016, March 25th, 2016, starring Ben Affleck, Henry Cavill, Jesse Eisenberg, Amy Adams, Gal Gadot. The list goes on. Um, Matt, we usually start out by giving a little bit of uh, kind of our general feeling about the movie, and then we can take it into the categories, and then we can take it into our argument points. Uh, <laughs> but generally, tell me, uh, tell me how you feel about this movie, just straight up, no filter held back. Just tell me how you how it is. This movie's a mess. Yeah, it's it, just watching it again. It's just like every all my confusion from like the first time I watched it, like. 10% of it like was was reduced but overall i just think like big swing big miss so so what would you give it out of 5 if we were to rate it i think 2 out of 5 okay okay i yeah. think i think i land somewhere around a 3 and, like i know we don't do half numbers but if i were to do a half number i think i'm landing somewhere around a 3 or Three and a half or four, depending okay. on my mood. That's fine. Um, depending on which, which you know, if a good movie is a good movie, it shouldn't depend on my mood. What I what I give it. Um, so yeah, I uh, was very much so looking forward to this. Um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, we all were. Uh, this was, like I said at the top, the potential to be one of the biggest movies of our lifetime. I think. Right. And and that's you know I'm I'm coming in sort of as the as the negative, but that's not to say I, I went in wanting that to happen. I saw Man of Steel. I wasn't completely on board with a hundred percent of the decisions made there, but I'm like, this is interesting. This is different. Let's let's continue to explore what what's going to happen in the the DC EU here, and it just doesn't. I, they yeah we'll definitely get into it later but they just don't keep me on board through this movie yeah and i think if we if we want to go ahead and just transition right into like 
uh, well, before before we get into specifics, I always state that the mm-hmm. the budget for the movie was two hundred and fifty million dollars. I'm sure a lot of that was the salaries. A lot of that was CGI because there's a lot of CGI in this movie, particularly in the third act. Yeah, um, shouts to Superman's cape being CG. Yes, shouts to <laughs> Superman's cape. Um, opening weekend, this movie made one hundred and sixty six million dollars, which seems low. Yeah. In fact, it seems very low. <laughs> what? Uh, and then uh, uh, worldwide, all time, this movie made eight hundred and seventy three point six million, which also seems low. Definitely, that's Definitely a lot of money. It's but, a lot, but for what they're trying, the level they're trying to compete on, that's it's not where they wanted it to be for sure. The Rotten Tomatoes score is a 62% with the audience and 28% with critics. That's a, that seems about right. I would I would say so as well. I think that sounds correct. Yeah. Um let's take on the the negatives first. Let's sure. let's say everything that we don't like about this movie up front. You okay. go ahead and hit me with something that you are are not cool with about this movie. So just I'm so I'm going to draw from my, my list of five. I'm not going to like rank. Sure. They're not ranked or anything, just kind of in order. But I think one thing that, that makes this movie into the mess that I described it is it wastes a lot of time like going out of its way to set up like Justice League. And there's other scenes in there as well that seem just made for the trailer and don't really add to this self-contained movie. Yeah. Like... The, the scenes that really pop out the most for that are when Gal Gadot literally slams the brakes on the whole movie to show us like teaser images for the Flash and Cyborg and Aquaman and, and herself, her own movie coming out. Like it's definitely like there was no, I just don't see the point of it. Anyone who's seen that movie knows about that. They're going to be doing some kind of cinematic universe so why spend the time like in the film doing that yeah i think um there's a lot of there's a there's a few reasons why this movie is uh not the best i mean so for those of you who if you haven't caught on by now matt's gonna come at the angle for the movie that this this movie is not good and that i'm coming at it kind of defending it i'm not saying it's a masterpiece by any means but i will defend this yeah. i defend generally i defend this movie if it comes up in argument um which i which i don't do for a lot of movies that most people generally hate um like for instance we could do one eventually it'd be fun to do one for the last jedi a lot yeah. of people hate the last jedi do you hate the last jedi matt i don't hate the last jedi Neither i do think- i I think it's fine. I don't, I think there's, again, I would have done things differently. I think there were better ideas out there in, in the, uh, um, oh, the, we're talking about The Last Jedi. I thought you were talking about Rise of Skywalker for some reason, but yeah, I think Last Jedi. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. Um, but, uh, but 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 that's another Hello. thing for another day. Hello, yeah. Hey. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got gotcha. you. I think we're good. Yep, we're here. Um, 
lost you for a split second there, but that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I usually defend this movie. However, there are a few things like I'll, I'll say it. This might be an unpopular opinion. I don't like Amy Adams. She's a great actress in a lot of things, but, but for some reason, her lowest lane just doesn't feel b- believable to me. I, I don't know. Like, like she's a great actress, mm-hmm. but there's just something every time she's on screen and I'm just like, God, just can we pan to the next scene, please? Like, yeah, I think she's doing a lot of like good work and stuff and like doing like sort of allowing the allowing Batman and Superman to do more like action stuff. And she kind of handles piecing the plot together of what Lex has got going on. So I think that that's like good, good work and kind of like a unique angle. But yeah, she doesn't quite, um, I don't know. She's just not believable in sort of every aspect you need. You need Lois Lane to work in. Like she's very much the the good at Lois Lane, the reporter, but as Lois Lane, the partner of Superman, I don't think she, she pulls that off as well. Yeah, I agree. I I agree. Exactly. She's, she doesn't sell her relationship with Superman. He does good. He, 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 Mm -hmm. uh, you can feel his interest for Lois, but like on her end, I just don't feel it. But, um, another thing I, I, I don't care for necessarily is the fact that this movie is too long. um, it, Matt kind of points it out it's at the, at the so at the top long because you are. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna say like he, like you said at the top, all of the filler stuff for like the Justice League teasing, uh, like we could cut out a solid like thirty minutes of just stupid shit that doesn't need to be in there. Yeah, a lot of there's a lot of downtime in this movie too, which is which maybe we could table for another discussion later on about like what this movie should have been yeah uh, versus what it what the end product was but but go ahead okay i was gonna get your thoughts on another scene i don't think needs to be there the batman dream sequence of like when superman is the all-powerful ruler of earth okay um what are your thoughts on that scene so i have that scene I have a love-hate relationship with that scene. There's a few elements of the scene that I like, but there's a few of them that I don't. Like, I like the one-on-one, like, Batman is chained up and Superman kind of, like, comes down. Like, that's an awesome shot of him just, like, coming down. Like, the dust flies everywhere, goes and rips Batman's mask off. Full spoilers for Batman versus (laughs) Superman, by the way. It's, Um, like, five years old. Five years old, yeah. You'll be good. Um, The fact that... um, I don't I, I don't know. I didn't hate the scene to be honest, but it goes hand in hand with like them teasing dark side for the Justice League. Yeah. Where why couldn't we have just seen a scenario of just that scene where Superman's interrogating Batman? We didn't need to see like you know, soldiers with the Superman insignia on their shoulder. Like that that was a little much for me. Um I yeah. know they're kind of also alluding to like dark Superman. I forget the the name. Yeah, yeah. I forget the name of him. Like Bizarro. Bizarro, that's it. Yeah. Um, and that's also one of a problem that I have, but it's also a perk. Like, I'm very hot and cold on this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like Zack Snyder is going out of his way to give the fans like little teases here and there, even if nothing comes to fruition, just little references towards little things that make them be like, Oh my god, I can't believe they referenced, you know, Dark Side, right. whatever. Like, 
but at the same time, I appreciate him as the director, but we'll, we'll get to him later on. But yep, yep. But yeah, I don't hate it, but there's definitely a strong majority of the scene that could have been cut out. I agree. I just, cause I just don't think we learn and cause I, it's a dream. So we're my like thinking of that is that like it just within the context of this movie, we're supposed to use that to like learn something about the character that like we might not already know, but like we learn from like the very opening sequence. Well, I guess not like not during the credits, but like the first scene, like after where uh, Bruce Wayne sort of witnessing the, the destruction of Metropolis from man of steel, we learn that he is, you know, distrustful or even afraid of the power of Superman. And like that dream is just sort of showing the logical conclusion of what Batman's like ultimate fear is there. So that's, it's just like, okay, well we sort of could infer that this all powerful being would like end up ruling all of humanity and bringing about like martial law and stuff. Like we didn't need a visual representation of that. In yeah. an already overstuffed movie. Yes, I, I completely agree. I think that um, that beginning sequence. Well, before, sorry, let me. Fin- I, I have such a problem <laughs> with finishing points because mo- new points pop up in my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you can infer from that beginning sequence of him running throughout Metropolis, saving the little girl from the building falling. Like he is deathly afraid of Superman, um, mm-hmm. and. It's, it's pretty cool to see because we're used to seeing a Batman who isn't afraid and right. used to seeing a guy who just hides behind the mask and just, you know, goes at everything with 110%. But in this movie, that kind of goes into something I like that we do see a, a vulnerable Batman, a Batman that is a little kind of on edge. He has a couple exchanges with Alfred that I really enjoy that we'll talk about when I get to my favorite quotes or whatever. But, um, but bouncing back to what I was going to mm-hmm. say, I think we really could have done without the five to ten minute Batman seeing his parents fucking die again. I actually think that that was much more compact than I was expecting it to be. Most of the time when they have to work in like an origin story, it's the Batman origin story. Like again, it's like the one that everybody knows is like clunky. So I think like sort of doing it over the credits was clever and it was done done well. It was a real highlight of the movie for me actually okay well and i i don't hate jeffrey dean morgan as thomas wayne though that, that's pretty <laughs> tight. i like jeffrey dean morgan a lot mm-hmm. um but i don't know it's kind of like the whole like back when we were speculating about tom holland spider-man about his first movie are we going to get another origin story like we don't need to see uncle ben die again we don't need to see spider-man yep. by the spider again it that's just kind of how i feel like we like if they make like it looks like Robert Pattinson's Batman movie. It looks like we're not going to get an origin story there. But he's still just early on, so it'll probably yeah. be it'll probably come up naturally, hopefully naturally, like in in dialogue. I feel maybe like maybe in, in flashbacks and stuff too. Sure. Yep. Um, um. So I feel like this is a good place to bring up sort of my my next point. That's like a big sort of bigger criticism. Yeah. So overall, the movie's outlook and tone isn't consistent with, um the characters they're portraying and I'm okay with them being different versions, but I feel like they kind of like want to have it both ways of saying these characters are not the Batman and Superman that, you know, but also like try and use prior information about that. Like 
you know, sort of the collective shared knowledge of those characters and like bring that into your understanding of them. They're defined more from trying to show that they are, you know, this isn't Christian Bale Batman. This isn't Michael Keaton Batman. This is, you know, this is our own Batman. But you need to know what all those are like so that you know that like we're different than that. And I just feel like it's just a lot of mental gymnastics and it's hard to nail down what these characters are versus what they are shown not to be. Hmm. I haven't ever thought about that. That's interesting. It, it almost does rely on the fact that you need to know who Batman is. And it, that, that also goes into the point about Zack Snyder, just throwing a bunch of shit in the movie to tease people. Whereas like the average, like Ma and Pa going to see Batman versus Superman, they're not going to know what dark side is. They're not going to, Maybe they've skipped the last two Batman movies before. Like, they, I, I get it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And, yeah. And, like, another example is, like, you know, you can definitely get some sort of idea of the suit that um, Bruce Wayne has in the Batcave of, like, haha, like, jokes on you, Batman. Like, you can under, you can, if you know about the character, like, they never talk about that, but they show have a whole, like, frame just, like, dedicated to showing that. So it's like, well, all right, so we're going to have to do research on prior versions of this character to understand what that was all about. But you're also wanting to present this as this new Batman who knowingly brands the people he brings in, knowing that that's going to get them killed in prison. Like, I don't know. Huh. I uh, this Maybe this is a good time to bring out my... My, one of my favorite points about the movie sure, yeah. which is the Zack Snyder world building which which like like that scene where they you know in the trailer he says you know I'm having trouble collecting my thoughts here <laughs> it's kind of hard to defend this movie sometimes but like yeah yeah the the concept of like okay so the camera pans of Bruce Wayne walking past the enclosed Robin suit. That's clearly at least, you know, spoilers for the Batman universe here. Yeah. Yeah. But Jason Todd getting kidnapped when he was Robin and getting killed and murdered by the Joker mm -hmm. um, or, or even becoming the Joker or red hood or whoever he becomes or Arkham Knight. If you have played those <laughs> games. Um, but I, saw that and just like geek the fuck out like i was like oh yeah. my god that that's them confirming that batman in this universe once had a robin and that robin was murdered by the joker or the fact that did you do you remember the theory a few years ago of the fact that jared leto's joker is jason todd uh i don't know if i like heard that but like it, it kind of makes sense and if it's in the universe, like, you know, there's there's precedent for that as shown by what we're talking about. I think it's since be been it's since been debunked, but like the supporting evidence, like you remember the, the reveal poster for like Jared Leto's Joker of him like shirtless with the like yeah. that, oh my god, like whatever. Um, if you look like if you look at the suit in the movie, um, there's like two bullet holes or whatever, like once in his shoulder, one in his lower chest. Mm -hmm. Well, if you look at the picture of Jared Leto, there's simultaneous like scars in those two spots. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then, like, okay. the fact that Joker has a bunch of like bird tattoos made people think that those were like Robins or whatever. Yeah. So there's a lot of evidence that kind of lined up with the fact that 
Joker is Jason Todd, which, to, in my opinion, would have been an awesome dynamic to see. Yeah. But, but that doesn't age well because Suicide Squad's Joker <laughs> didn't land. No. Um, so no one really gives a shit. <laughs> yeah. To, yeah. To know, right? Like, um, mm-hmm. so, so I, for one, and like in watching it, I watched some, some, some of my favorite scenes again last night before bed just to keep it even more fresh like like in the scene where batman and superman are fighting mm-hmm. they're fighting in that old abandoned warehouse or whatever there's a lot of graffiti on the walls there's like a riddler question mark in the mm-hmm. background there's like a joker insignia on one of the walls and and me i'm going like oh my god that so that confirms that batman has fought the riddler at one point and that's the joker and like like I live for shit like that. However, I draw the line where the movie takes too much of the attention away, like the Justice World world building shit or the Justice League world building stuff. Like the fact that yeah, in these scenes, they've shown us little glimpses of other DC Universe characters versus them dedicating a whole like, oh my god, Bruce Wayne sent me some files, let me look, oh wow they're footage of the Flash <laughs> robbing a convenience store, like yeah, like that is where I draw the line of like, okay, you can tease us all you want, but once you take too much time away from the actual movie, it takes us all out of it. Agreed. Yeah, and and I guess some of those um, things that you're you were talking about with like those insignias in the background, I just didn't pick up on since I was watching more like just just generally, and I was just uh, just waiting for uh, the infamous Martha moment. <laughs> we'll get there. Um, so so kind of in a br- in a break in between some of our points, what do you sure. think aged the best of this movie after you going back and watching it? I assume you haven't watched it since you saw it. Originally. No, this is yeah, this is only my second time watching it. Um, and this is kind of not I don't know, cop out isn't the right word, but I think it's just gal. Like it's just going back and showing she was the right choice. Yes. I and like, yeah, her she was incorporated. she was incorporated like a very good amount, I feel like, where you could kind of get the idea and had it not been, you know, spoiled at Comic Con the Comic-Con before this movie came out, I think that would have been a phenomenal reveal if they were able to not spoil that. Like, if you take away all of the... all of the speculation... Like, it's almost like... You know how they hear the, like that, that cinematic moments are less meaningful nowadays because of the internet? Like, yeah. all of us know these rumors going in, so we're almost expecting Wonder Woman to show up in Batman vs. Superman. But then in the BAM, in the trailer, they showed Wonder Woman. But can you imagine the reveal of her coming down and saving Bruce Wayne? And like the electric, like the electric guitar cues up in the background and it reveals her. Like yep. The crowd would have gone ape shit. That would have been wild. Yeah, I think that that like, you know, and that's probably wasn't feasible to have that kind of like a big reveal in it. But had they have done that, that would have been great. But other, even with not doing that i think the the inclusion of gal gadot is as wonder woman because this is the first time we get to see that i think that that's that's aged the best what do, what do you think really holds up about this movie um i completely agree with you on gal and i stand by my my statement here of uh ben affleck as batman um we don't really get a crazy amount of 
time with him one-on-one, but I really like the idea of there's also, you know, there's rumors about out there about how uh, Michael Keaton's going to be like an older Batman and like there's going to be a younger Batman, like almost a Batman Beyond situation. I would 100% be awesome or all game for Ben Affleck to be this older, griddled, more experienced Batman, more experienced than Christian Bale or any yeah. other Batman that has seen before him or whatever. Uh, but just this older, grittier, like doesn't give a shit. I'll be honest, guys. I don't care that Batman killed people in this movie. There's I, I have a big issue with that. Okay, sweet. I can't wait to. Okay, we can get into that right now. But sure. um, my my favorite. We'll get to it when we talk about some of my our favorite scenes, if you have any. Um, but that that scene where Batman takes down the warehouse, like that, is undoubtedly awesome. It might be the best scene in the movie. You mean that cut scene from an Arkham game that they put to film? <laughs> Yeah, you mean they're like, what if we did, you know, those popular video games that people love? Let's just have a five minute scene of Ben Affleck beating the piss out of people. I thought that scene was like, it was literally the same. Yeah. Yeah. He disarmed people and then they brought out sticks. He disarmed those and then they brought out their knives and then he had to stun them before he could just punch them. (laughs) That. I will I will go to I won't go to a to the grave with a lot of things but I will go to the grave defending that that scene is probably the best scene in the movie in my opinion. Yeah, and I and I think I think I'd agree with that. I just think that that compare that like it's a bit too coincidental some of the the choreography that they have. And you you got to think that that inspired some of it too. Yeah. Like like the fact that you know they're they're using their detective vision before they even go in the warehouse to detect how many hostiles are in yeah, there. Yeah. Like, you you got to think that they were like, let's take a piece out of that shit that people love from that video game. Definitely. So going back to to Batman killing, it, it's sort of consistent with the point that like I brought up that they're like only showing that they're not versions of characters that we've seen before, and they don't really positively show this character is that I think like pairing like i get that he's an older like more grizzled batman he's more cynical now and he's more like by any means especially in the face of superman but i just think like there's not enough shown of how he got to this point to justify breaking one of the big rules that batman has of you know don't killing and to not use guns. Every gadget he has in this movie is a fucking gun, which I, <laughs> I think is kind of lazy. It it is lazy, and I did notice that. Um, watching the second time around, like when he's fighting Superman, his kryptonite dispenser is just a grenade launcher. Like, <laughs> why couldn't he have just like pulled a smoke grenade and thrown it at him? Like, right, right. Or why couldn't he have used some kind of uh? kryptonite infused like gloves so that every time he tried to punch superman like he would get a mix of a punch and kryptonite like the the, and and his gravel gun it's a gun his uh lasso is a gun his (laughs) his taser is a gun it's it's, his tracker thing's just a fucking sniper rifle like he's on that (laughs) crane or whatever it's like dude this is like the one thing that could just be like bat shaped they always are like (laughs) (laughs) they um so i think 
So I think the scene that a lot of people have problems with in regards to like Batman quote unquote killing people is the nightmare sequence where Batman literally busts out of the back of the truck with an AR and is just mowing people down. A little and, bit. And, <laughs> and, but then there's the scene where I'll defend it where he he's in the warehouse and he's fighting the group of guys and he goes, he grabs one of the guys kind of like twists his arm around and then kind of mm-hmm. sprays the gun in a circle. I he's don't shooting over their head. Yeah. Okay. Oh, he was shooting over their head. That's what I thought. I didn't see like, I, for some reason, my first time I remember like in that scene, there was just one of him just like taking a gun, like someone like point blank, just blasting them like right into the like chest or the head. But so, so that scene actually like improved. It's like, okay. In that one, there's not like as many like, batman just mercilessly killing people scenes as i remember (laughs) there's there's one in particular like i think it's where the dude like pins him up against the wall and like he just like stabs the dude in the chest yeah but but that guy stabbed him first (laughs) yeah it's breaking i get where you're coming from it's breaking the rule especially it's the rule that's fresh in our minds because in the christopher nolan Mm. trilogy like it was apparent like batman does not kill people like no matter right. how hard or he's pushed, like he will not kill. And then in this movie, Batman's got an AR and he's like out here stabbing people. Yeah. So and it's fine. Like I said, it's fine to like break that. Like I thought, even in in Man of Steel, they did an okay job at having Superman like kill Zod. Like I thought that felt earned and sort of consistent, like along the arc. But we sort of catch batman like at the end of his arc and we don't really get like the fill-in necessary we're kind of just told that like he's old and you know what's the number one rule of filmmaking show don't tell and i think that's where we're at a disadvantage with ben affleck's batman and that's where a lot of people's criticism comes in about like i would have loved to see a previous two movies of Ben Affleck being Batman before we got Batman versus Superman, or at least one, like give us man of steel, a Batman movie, and then Batman versus Superman. Like Mm -hmm. have that be like the close off of like the first saga of the DC universe or whatever. And and I think the one character you wouldn't necessarily need to do that for is Batman, like with the Nolan movies in it and just, you know, pop culture and stuff. Everyone knows the sort of what to expect with Batman, but that's assuming you're going with sort of like a, a traditional take on the character and not trying to to break a lot of the the established norms. And so I think that like those like the decisions of a not giving him, you know, prequel movies or anything and B having him be, you know, a much different version of the character, I don't think like you can have those two things in the same movie and have it like work. I I, I will stand by that statement. Yeah. What's another what's another one of your big uh complaints? Uh the plot is very convoluted. Specifically okay. like Lex Luthor's plan. Yeah. This movie relies on a lot of coincidences for to work. Yeah. And it's just like the the one example like I keep coming back to is like okay, so Lex Luthor like put in all this like time and money to find this like big thing of kryptonite and his plan the whole time was to have batman steal it from him like i, I just <laughs> like don't yeah it just doesn't like, make a lot of sense like how do we know batman wasn't just gonna be like 
yeah, I'll sit this one out. And then like Lex just like has all this kryptonite for no reason. He's just the white, yeah, he's the white furry guy meme of like, uh, <laughs> what's going on? Um, but, uh, what Matt, what do you think? Um, well, I guess before I ask you that, um, I'll I'll give another one of my defending points. Sure, sure. Uh, which goes kind of in contrast to this. Um, this is a hot take, but Jesse Eisenberg, I liked. I yeah. Now overall, I oh sorry. No, 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 no. I was just gonna say I like his performance. I get where people were like Lex Luthor like played the Joker more than he played Lex Luthor, or he played like Lex or uh sorry, Jesse Eisenberg would have played a really good Riddler or something like that. Like, um, like I yeah, but people, I think what people are forgetting is that. Lex Luthor in this movie is not actually Lex Luthor. Isn't he Correct. Lex's grandson? No, he's he's Alexander Luthor. That's Lex Luthor. Oh, I, I thought he wasn't Lex Luthor. No, I think he, I thought people called him Lex. I mean, like, yeah, people call him Lex, but like, I mean, like who he is in his family. I'm pretty sure he's not the Lex Luthor. Uh, it. T- yeah tbd i don't know i haven't i'm not familiar with this with this theory or not but so but i don't know if we need to get into it but like i actually thought he worked as well um i thought that this was like an update on on the character that worked um having lex luther as kind of like a you know silicon valley tech ceo um is just like a good update and i think give <laughs> Giving a, a little bit of credence to this plot, I just called incredibly convoluted. Like, that's something that, you know, the traditional Lex Luthor would, like, come up with and just sort of use others to do, like, his dirty work and and have all this. Um, and assuming, like, he could get, like, all that information, like, if there's one person in comics that could do it, it's Batman, and the other person might be Lex Luthor. Um, so I think... he's given and some of the decisions that that jesse eisenberg makes as how he's going to portray it feel very heath ledger jokery mm-hmm. which um is is fine um i feel like it's not really the best direction that that i would take the character but i think having maybe a little bit of a lex luther with a screw loose isn't isn't that bad of an idea Okay, uh, to follow up on this, um, Jesse Eisenberg, in fact, plays Lex Luthor Jr. Oh, okay. So he, so in a marketing effort, they created a Twitter account for Lex Luthor called, and the handle was called Alexander Luthor. And uh, in this tweet from October 5th, 2015, he tweets at Fortune Magazine saying, looking forward to reading about hashtag LexCorp father would be proud hmm. kind of alluding to uh to the fact that he is not lex luther senior he is lex luther jr but okay. they don't ever refer to him as junior and i'm pretty sure if you look in the credits it'll probably just say lex luther yeah so i i think that he because in the movie they were talking about how he Uh, yeah. yeah. Um. 
I think that Lex, uh, he definitely went a little far in a few places, but uh, did I lose you, Matt? You're completely frozen. Oh, there he goes. I'll just have to edit all this out. Yep. Can you hear me, Matt? Can you hear me? <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> yep. It's fine. Um, uh, so anyway, yeah, uh, Lex. Um, yeah, he, he, he did have a screw loose, and he did play. He did go a little far, but like I think he did well with the cards he was dealt with the writing and and everything because because again everybody you got to remember as much as you hate an actor's portrayal of a character 90 percent of that is the writing so if you hate the character chances are you're you just hate the writers (laughs) uh so um matt what is the number one thing you hate about this movie like what aged the worst for you what aged the worst? I think just the the characterization of the title characters, Batman and Superman. I think a lot of choices are made with them that just don't feel earned and don't feel in line with what sort of um, I'm expected to either from within the movie or from, you know, just my knowledge of the characters outside the movie. Gotcha. Heard. What about you? What what what? Uh, I know you're you're defending this, but I had to say what I like the most about, or what aged the best about it. So yeah, no, I I definitely have something that aged the worst. I think they unfortunately did what a lot of superhero movies do. It's what the original Fantastic Four did. It's what uh, Spider Man Three did. Unfortunately, is introduce the the crazy villain in the last twenty to thirty minutes of the movie. Yeah, with uh, the CGI Doomsday. Um, which I mean, when I saw it in the theaters, I thought he looked pretty rough, but like watching it last night, I, I didn't hate it. I mean, I would have preferred he looked more cool, but yeah, like, rather than literally just a giant CGI, quite literal blob. Yeah. His, his first form before he gets any of the spikes, like yeah. I literally looked over at my girlfriend when we were watching. I was like, does he just look like a blob to you too? <laughs> <laughs> um, I hated the the rushing of the third act uh, yeah. villain and the rushing of the let's catch up to the Avengers mindset Definitely. of of Man of Steel. Okay, we have a really solid Superman movie. Now let's do a really solid Batman movie. But wait, they just released the Avengers. We got to do something faster. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, no, you don't. No. <laughs> you see with with movies like like Joker that stand completely alone on its own doing numbers, getting nominations and awards for award season that you guys can make a good movie and you don't have to try to be something that you're not right. Like DC makes really good standalone movies. Yes. Uh, They struggle with world building. They just do. I think there's just so like it's almost like the the DC universe is like n- much more notoriously complex than the Marvel universe like just it seems like every you know 10 15 years or so they have some big event that like completely collapses all the you know con- continuity that's like happened like you know the most recent one was the new 52 like they literally had to say 
we're just starting over. It's too much. We're gonna go with the the versions of characters that like everyone everyone knows a little bit better. Yes. Um. So so I I hate that they had to try to feel like they had to rush to catch up to Marvel and and the rushing of Doomsday. But other than that, um. Yeah, I think that's what age of the worst. Matt, we usually we usually have Megan read off some cool trivia facts about <laughs> about the movie. Are are you game to hear some cool trivia? Definitely. I'm waiting for you to do your uh, your Megan impression, unless you don't want to, because you have to work with her in the future. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll, I'll pass on that. But um, but but yeah. So uh, so Ben Affleck gained an additional twenty pounds of muscle and reached eighty. Sorry, eight percent body fat for his role as Batman, um, which you can see in the working out scene where he's yeah. like pulling a tire with his bare hands yeah <laughs> i like i like a crossfit batman that was a, g- a good take on the fact it that he's doing pull-ups with like 50 pound weights across his lap yeah, i'm like yeah. okay bruce you show that those aliens <laughs> um the armor that batman wore in the movie is based on batman's armor in the comic book the dark knight returns written by frank miller uh which obviously is what this movie drew a lot of um uh drew a lot of uh comparisons and commitments to yep at the very beginning of the movie in the scene that Matt defended earlier the Waynes are seen are seen walking out of a movie theater and there's a poster for the Mark of Zorro that came yep. out in 1940 uh this Batman origin story or just the Batman origin story and the Batman character in general is highly based off of the character of Zorro. Yep. So this is why they they throw the Zorro um uh whatever. Uh a rough cut of the film was shown for the executives at Warner Brothers. They were reportedly so impressed that they not only gave the film a standing ovation but also began negotiating a deal with Ben Affleck to have him make three solo Batman movies rather than the plan to make one. That in age. Nope. Um, Superman only had 42 lines of dialogue in the entire movie. Yeah. It, he definitely a lot. We learn more from him about what people re- like think about him than from what he says or, or does. Senator Patrick Leafy of Vermont makes a cameo appearance as Senator Purrington. It's the fourth live-action Batman film for the Senator, and he's faced four different Batmans. Val Kilmer, <laughs> George Clooney, Christian Bale, and Ben Affleck. That's weird. That's funny, though. Ooh, this is what I alluded to earlier. There's a Riddler-style question mark graffitied in one of the pillars of the abandoned Wayne Manor. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. Uh... <laughs> the day after he was cast as Batman, Ben Affleck began working out two hours a day and hated every minute of it by his own admission. Makes sense. Ooh, this is kind of cool. The first, or sorry, the metal exosuit that he uses to fight Superman is the first bat suit we've ever seen in a live action movie that doesn't feature a bat symbol on the chest. This is super nitpicky, but what do you think about the chunky his chunky bat symbol. Um, I don't hate it because they based it off of the dark Knight returns costume. Okay. But it is a fat Batman. 
It's fat. <laughs> it, 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 it's a thick boy Batman. <laughs> this makes the the like tips on like the the edges of the wings look a little. I don't know. It, it just doesn't quite do it for me. Yeah. Um, Jesse Eisenberg changed several of his lines mid filming, causing some of the actors' reactions to be genuine. Hmm. So that sort of throws what you were saying about writers out the window, then. Oh, true. <laughs> um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan was actually considered to be Batman rather than Bruce Wayne, rather than Ben Affleck. However, he was just given the role as Thomas Wayne uh, to pay tribute to him. Okay. Um, after seeing Tom Hanks's performance in the movie Cloud Atlas from 2012, Warner Brothers originally wanted Tom Hanks to be Lex Luthor. Huh. I don't know if America's dad could pull off uh, America's villainous industrialist Lex Luthor. Yeah, I, I don't know if if American's dad... Uh, America's dad it needs to be Lex Luthor. <laughs> um, at six foot two and three quarters, uh, Ben Affleck is the tallest actor to ever betray Batman. Hmm. Um, Jesse Eisenberg had to walk on sets in disguise so people didn't know he was in the movie or that he was playing Lex Luthor. Interesting. Uh... <laughs> Michael Shannon never actually shot any scenes for this movie. Production used a rubber dummy for Zod's corpse. <laughs> Michael Shannon later says, quote, in the movie, there's a large rubber version of my naked body that Lex Luthor plays with. I was hot. Oh, I, sorry. I was not. The only <laughs> thing that I did is I did some ADR of some lines that Zack Snyder said he might use in the movie. He did get credited. I did notice that uh, that Zod was in the credits. I thought that was was interesting. Um, ooh, Stephen Amell, who plays Oliver Queen, aka Green Arrow, in the TV series Arrow, was reportedly supposed to be in this movie. Oh, that would have been tight. I think he's. I think he's awesome. I think to, he does a really good job. To extend this to the DC TV universe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Gal Gadot has only 16 lines in the film. She is given one or two more lines in the extended cut. Hmm. Uh, producer Deborah Snyder, Zack Snyder's wife, was reportedly brought to tears when Gal Gadot first emerged as Wonder Woman on set. Makes sense. I'm there. I'm here for it. Um, let's see. Let's see. Anything else fun in here? Um... I don't think that there's much more in here that is worth. Well, this is kind of cool, but it doesn't necessarily pertain to this movie. Uh, Gal Gadot is the first non-American actress to play Wonder Woman. Okay. She's okay. also, of course, the only w w actress to ever portray Wonder Woman in live action film. Interesting. Very cool. <laughs> The uh, the fight sequence in the sorry the fight sequence in the warehouse was inspired by Batman Arkham Knight. <laughs> there we go. There you go. There's your there's your inspiration. <laughs> um, okay, so there's uh, there's some cool story. 
or some cool trivia. Not yeah. nothing, nothing wild, but um, but something. Mm-hmm. Matt, uh, what do you think is the best scene of this movie? I think it's hard to uh, to top the the intro, but I also think the when Batman like after the the bombing at the Capitol, and he's like, "All right, I've got to." I've got to do this and like take him down and then how he trains and get like all his gear, right. Just like, just a good solid montage. It's, it's hard to hard to top. You know, it's gotta be a pretty poor, poor movie. If the only good scene that Matt can come up with is, uh, is the montage of Batman working out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, or maybe any of the, the scene in uh, Wayne Manor when it's him and Alfred, and he's saying, "You know how like the first Waynes like started this. It's like they were hunters, and then Alfred's like so falls like the house of Wayne. Like I think that like I think that Alfred is uh, criminally underutilized in this movie. I think Jeremy Irons just crushes it. I think he does a really good job. Like maybe it's just because I'm not as big a fan of the Ben Affleck as Bruce Wayne slash Batman, but like I think that." Um, Jeremy Irons Alfred is right up there with with Michael Caine Alfred. I 100% agree. I think he's one of the best parts of the movie in general. Fun fact, yeah. everybody. Jeremy Irons played Scar in The Lion King. Yeah, yeah. And uh did but did not sing the songs. That was someone else who just sounds exactly like him. Really? Yep. I don't know wow. his name. Wow, I trivia within a trivia. <laughs> Didn't know we were doing Inception. No. Oh, there you go, man. Um, come on, man. Um, oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. Um, okay. Yeah. I think my best scene award has to go to Batman beating the shit out of everybody. I mean, you didn't find any enjoyment out of Batman versus Superman. So I think my issue with that is actually into my, like one of my next like criticisms of it. In that just like the relationship between Batman and Superman just isn't very believable, in my opinion. No, it's not. Yeah. So I think like it's hard for me to like really get like into that fight when just like the the, the stakes aren't really aren't really there for me. I can I can feel that. I also like there's a few lines of dialogue, in particularly in the third act when they're about to fight Doomsday, when Wonder Woman comes out. And the Superman's just like, is she with you? And Batman's like, what? I thought she was with you. It's like, oh, come on, man. That 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 did not work. Like, yeah. This whole movie has been overly self-serious and hyper-cynical. So now at this point, after you two have stopped fighting, you're going to, like, make bad jokes together? Like, yeah. That's another thing. You can't, like, have it both ways. If you're going to be this cynical, like, you can't make, like, comments like that. I would have preferred that maybe they fight and then they stop fighting for the reasons we'll get to next. Um, but, <laughs> but I would have preferred that, like, Doomsday comes down and, like, maybe Superman, like, helps Batman up and says... I don't like you and I know you don't like me, but for right now we got to work together. Shit like that. Yeah. Almost I, like, I think that'd be perfectly fine. Yes. Almost like, what is it in 
which movie is it? Oh, it was it's almost like in Spider-Man 3, here I'm about to praise the scene, like, <laughs> Harry Osborn clearly doesn't like Peter Parker, but he realizes that in order for Peter to stop Sandman and Venom, that Harry's got to help him. Yep. Like, whatever. Uh, or maybe he forgives him for killing his dad. I forget. I haven't seen that movie. For, we should do Spider-Man 3 also. That'd be a, that'd be a fun one to do. It or just be. the Spider-Man Sam Raimi trilogy as a whole. I think that'd be that'd, a lot of fun. That'd be awesome. Um, put that on the books. We should definitely do that. Um, yep. Maybe for the anniversary of the movie. I think the first movie came out in May or maybe July. I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll figure it out. Yep. <laughs> but uh, so stay tuned for Sam Raimi. <laughs> like <laughs> making fun of Tobey Maguire's face. Big face actor. <laughs> um, okay. So let's talk about the Batman versus Superman fight. First of all, I'll say this. I mean, I, I love Ben Affleck's Batman voice. I love that he uses a computer-generated voice changer to change his voice. That point where Superman just lands in front of him and the camera turns to Batman and he's like, here I am. Like, in that metal voice, I was like, ooh, let's go. Let's fucking go. Yeah. Like, you got to give me something, Matt. Like, you can't tell me that there isn't any wins about Ben Affleck's Batman. I'm not saying there's not any wins. I'm just saying I feel like it's just too like going to for the Dark Knight Returns and Death of Superman, like two of the biggest comics and like DC's thing and trying to like work them both in into the last like 60 minutes of your movie is just like it's so busy. It's so unnecessary. Like do yeah. one really well don't just try and like hit as many like hype buttons as you can i think okay. that like the fight is solid and i think it's more creative than a lot of the um the action up until that point had been i think like in the third act like with between that scene and like the warehouse scene i think um we were really like needing some some action and i think that um it comes in and it like ha- Figuring out ways to weaken Superman and or strengthen his opponents is always the biggest challenge of um, working with Superman. And I think that they did a pretty good job of, you know, using not only the suit, but also like the kryptonite gas and like the kryptonite spear. I think that like there was some there was definitely some cleverness there. Is is that enough? Have I given you enough, given this scene enough of uh, praise? (laughs) For yeah, you. you've given it enough praise. Also, I'll say this: the Batman versus Superman fight itself could have been avoided if Batman would have just stepped off his high horse for a minute. Because, uh, like, yeah, he Superman lands. He's like, Bruce, we got to work together. Help me. Lex is trying to, and then before he has a chance to answer, there's machine guns, and then yeah. like solar weird thing, <laughs> the energy things that are disrupting him. And then Superman's like, all right, you know what? Like, fuck you, like. If, if you want to play, I'll show you what it's like to fight a literal god. So, yeah. um, I also want to know what Ben Affleck, or sorry, what Bruce Wayne made his Superman defense suit out of because that suit goes through a lot of shit. It does. I think in like the original Dark Knight Returns, like the, the justification is that he like lined it with kryptonite. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed the scene for the most part, the fight for the most part, except for the fact that um, 
it's not really a fight. It's just Batman beating the shit out of Superman for a few minutes and then like kryptonite wearing off. Shoot him with another grenade. Yeah. <laughs> Batman beating him up again. But it is cool to yeah. see like that first like when Superman throws that first punch and then Batman blocks it and like the horror on Superman's face of like, not being the strongest in the room. Yeah. Yeah. Because like sorry people out there I don't know if anyone's going to fight me on this, but like a hand-to-hand combat battle, Batman beats Superman 12 times out of 10. Batman beats Superman? Every time. In hand-to-hand combat. Assuming that super that Batman has like the, the kryptonite on him? Assu- or you're talking about like in terms of like fighting skill? I'm turning, I'm talking like take the laser beams away, take the f- super strength away. I'm talking like if Batman and Superman. Well, then, then it's just Batman versus a regular person, of course. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm sorry. Uh, Batman's beating the shit out of Superman just in terms of fighting style. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like fighting skill. Like you know, he's 13 black belts or whatever. Yeah, like Superman yeah. R- usually just relies on picking his enemies up and throwing them. Like yeah, when you can't do that. Batman will then take a sink off the wall and beat your skull in with it. Yeah. You didn't like that, did you either, Matt? <laughs> I just like well, something that took like that much time and was so deliberate. Like, I just don't see the point of like, why did it have to be a sink? Just because it was there, like in the warehouse. Like, it's an abandoned warehouse. There could be like literally anything you wanted there, and it would make sense. So pick a sink. Well, they're in the bathroom, so he takes the sink. So it is just convenience. Okay, that's fine. It's just you're gonna devote like I know. Uh, in terms of this movie, a full minute of screen time is like you know less than half a percent. But like in other movies, if you take a whole like one minute to show something, like there should be some thought put into it. Other than they're in the bathroom, so he's gonna use the sink. <laughs> Yeah, it's just the convenience of like, oh my goodness, look, a sink. That looks like it would beat him up. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um. So yeah, let's talk about the end of that fight. Why they stopped fighting. The Martha moment. The Martha moment. Uh, so... I'll let you go first. Go ahead. No, this is on you, dog. You're the one defending this movie as quality. I am not giving you, I am not like misarguing and leaving myself open. It is on you to tell me why that was a good way for the fight to end. I like to think that the fight ended with the whole Martha thing. It wasn't, a lot of people took it on the surface of like, Martha, that's my mom's name too. Like shit like that. That's where a lot of people took that comparison. I think what Ben realized, Ben, I think what Bruce realized in that moment where he is worried about another human being that this whole movie he's been making claims that this man is un, you know, unfit to be on earth. He is, he is without limitations he is without feelings he's an alien he has no right whatever and then for him to go and say my mother's in trouble you know i think ben i think he hit a soft spot i i think you're right 
Um, I, you know, I don't disagree with that. I think that that is the, um, like what they were going for, but I think like, well, Superman, like, yes, Superman did like level 99% of Metropolis, like trying to defeat Zod, but also the other things we see Superman do in this movie is rescue people from fires and, you know, save people during like a flood, like do these like humanitarian things showing that like he is doing what he can to help people. And I think that like the, um, maybe I did talk about something new because I was going to say like, it's just on, on Batman to realize that like they're on the same team and that's sort of what does it. But I think a better way of like getting around it is so they, and this would, this would clear up another one of my issues during that scene where the flash like time travels and says like Lois Lane is like the key to it all. Like Lois Lane is like on her way, like to that fight. Why can't it like, be over there where like Lois Lane is the key to things and like Superman protects Lois Lane. Like why? I, I feel like that would be a much more like concrete, like reason um, for it rather than just like the coincidental nature of having moms with the same name. I, I don't hear you want to hear uh, a third opinion on it. None other than Zack Snyder's opinion about sure. uh, the Martha moment. Here's a quote from Zach saying, we knew how to get them to fight, right? But how do you get them to stop fighting? That's a tough one. Yeah. We sort of were just throwing down on their humanity and Batman realizes Superman has humanity. He's not just a creature. He's a man. He's an alien, but he is a human and he has human characteristics and qualities. He sort of embraced all the good parts of the human race. And so Batman's ability to sort of see in a lot of ways a thing that he is not. And I think that was that that was how we started to talk about it. And then we started to talk about how it could work. And if it was Lois that said it, maybe it's better. That kind of thing. Look, it's a mythological construct. I have no problem with that part of it. Um, so so it looks like. Yeah, he says exactly what I just said. Like, yeah, yeah. Ben sees Superman's humanity. Um, but in this, in the moment where Lois is like, "That's his mother's name," where it's like, if you would have just taken that line out, I feel like it would have made the scene less cheesy. Yeah, I think so. I think it would have like the 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 audience would have made the connection themselves, and not audiences like to feel like at least feel like they're figuring things out for themselves and not be told things. Yeah. And I think this movie does a lot of that, like a lot of mansplaining to the audience. Yep. Yep. So, but that, but at the same time, like you brought up before the movie brings up a lot of things and doesn't explain it to the audience and just makes the audience figure it out. So which is it going to be? Are we going to, yep. yep. Are we going to let the audience figure shit out on their own? Or are we going to hand feed them like a baby? Yeah, so maybe it's not necessarily that this movie's a mess, but it's just, like, full of, like, these contradictions of things like this and the things like, well, these characters are brand new, but also they're not, they're brand new versions, but also, like, you need to know all this, like, going into it. Like, it, it's just built on this contradictory web of assumptions about, like, what the, the audience is looking for and, and expectations of, of the audience. Yes, we usually talk about sequels, but this movie doesn't get a direct sequel. However, it does get uh, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, 
Suicide Squad, uh, kind of the first wave of the DC movies. Justice League. Justice League. I, I guess this the Justice League is the direct sequel to this movie. Yeah. Um, what do you think, uh, besides Justice League, let's leave that one out for a second. What is the best DC movie we've gotten in their universe? So Joker, not counting. Right. What is the best DC movie we've gotten since Batman versus Superman? I think the original Wonder Woman. I th- even over Shazam? <laughs> I didn't see Shazam. What? I didn't see it. I don't know. Really? <laughs> so I should see Shazam is what you're saying? That's a really good one. Like, okay. I think that's the best thing that they've done. Sure. I'm down. Have you seen Aquaman? Uh, I guess not. No. I guess So I guess it's just Wonder Woman. And then uh, I didn't see the original Suicide Squad, but I did see Justice League. So I guess I'm just saying Wonder Woman is a better movie than Justice League <laughs> as I'm thinking about it. I don't think that's a that's a uh, a hot take. <laughs> it's not. No. Oh man, I'm curious what Justice League made opening weekend. Yeah, I think it made like twenty million dollars or something horrible. It no, wasn't I'm great. Sure it, I'm sure it made more than that. More than but, that, but it, you know, similar sort of um, underperformance that we saw from Batman vs Superman would be my guess. Yeah, this movie Justice League did come out 2017, the following summer. So I guess this is the direct sequel. Yeah, it made ninety three point eight million. Okay, and its worldwide total was just barely double the budget. Gotcha. So pretty big disappointment. Pretty big problem. However, um, yeah. we've got the sequel coming. I think this year to HBO Max, the I real so. Justice League. <laughs> oh, the Snyder Cut. The yeah. Snyder Cut. So, so yeah, I. Um, oh, I guess, yeah, what would you say your your favorite sequel Besides, is? I'd probably say Shazam. Um, Wonder Woman, the original, is a close second, I think. Okay. Aquaman is still pretty solid, too, but Aquaman's long. Gotcha. Like Just like this hours, one. Yes, it's like two hours and 35 minutes. Yeah. So, so, got, so now that we're talking sequel, I, I want to get your thoughts on the ending. Okay. The fact that Superman dies. The fact that Superman dies and that for just like seemingly out of nowhere, Bruce Wayne is suddenly the world's biggest optimist. <laughs> That's seen as one of the movie's perks. I was doing some research about how Bruce Wayne's arc in the movie kind of goes from this like, I hate everything. Aliens are evil. Bah, to in the end of him saying, we got to come together if we're ever going to save the world. Like, even if we're all different, we all got to come together. Yeah. But yes, he is the world's biggest optimist out of nowhere, where literally the night before he was planning how he was going to kill Superman. Right. Um, so valid. Uh, but yeah, out of nowhere where Ben's just like, we better make a team. <laughs> It's, it's it's just very forced. Everything Justice League in this movie is so forced. Right. Even the fight with Wonder Woman, like, uh, or or with Doomsday was just forced. Definitely. However, I didn't hate the moment during the fight where Batman gets up and he sees Doomsday fighting Superman and Wonder Woman, and it's just like the camera follows Batman's point of view or whatever. Yeah, I thought that was where clever. Kind of just like a. He's like almost like a what the hell am I doing here type thing. 
Right. I, I better get my my one action in this, aka hitting my one shot <laughs> from, from my better. gun, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. His action shot is him running around with an assault rifle that does something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't ever see him fire it except for once, where he oh, it's another kryptonite gun. Yep. But oh, yeah. So, what were your thoughts on having Superman? This was the first time Superman's died in a movie. It kind of. I I I liked the whole scene of him like picking up the kryptonite spear and kind of spearheading that towards yeah. Doomsday. Like that was cool to me because you could see that he could barely take it. However, the fact that like Doomsday's like ah ah like yeah, I was I don't know him dying was kind of cool considering in justice league he didn't really get resurrected until like the third act yeah it would have been useless if in justice league they revived him in the first five minutes i i agree but like i think it's kind of like if he comes back at all like in the sequel i think it's like i don't know there's i guess there's like some movies that that do that that have someone die what's up kind of wasted yeah kind of wasted and it's also and it's also sort of like contradicted like right at the very end of the movie itself when like the the dirt on the coffin like levitates like okay so you're just gonna like undercut like this whole big sacrifice that like you just showed like the you showed like the build-up to it you show the actual sacrifice and then you show like the fallout from like the death of superman it's like all right so you're just gonna undercut that as soon as possible wonderful (laughs) yeah like we i hate to keep comparing it but look at what marvel did with infinity war yeah thanos wins in the end like he kills half the avengers and then the movie ends with him sitting on his front porch watching the sunset and then it ends and then we don't see all of the avengers together until the last 20 minutes of endgame right like you yeah, well, it, it just kind of seems like they and and they, there was no way they didn't tease at all throughout Endgame at all that the others were alive or in Infinity War. Like when they were gone, they were gone. Right. And like not even like drawing the, the Marvel comparison, which like some people say is unfair. I think it's completely fair. It's fair. <laughs> it's, it's a fair. Right. But like think about Star Wars. Think about End of Empire. Like that is the most drab ending like of a movie ever. Like Han's frozen, Luke's got his hand cut off, like nothing went right. Like you can end a movie on a downer with no like with no like, hope hopeful no. Yeah, exactly. You don't need to have your biggest op- your biggest pessimist suddenly turn optimistic. You don't need like all this like other crap that I think yeah like I said I think just like undercuts what could have been like a very big deal in like the depiction of Superman yeah like why couldn't we have had like again if they would have just taken their time like Marvel and had Ben Affleck be the Nick Fury in the end credit scene of every single one of their movies like have Ben Affleck a pop up in a bar where Aquaman's getting dinner or have you know, Ben Affleck pop up and ask Wonder Woman to to help them out. Like, yeah, if they would have taken their time having Ben Affleck be a, an optimist rather than just him, like flip of a switch. Superman's dead. Might as well. Oh, the alien I've hated for the last few years is dead. 
I might as well just be a new person now. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. But I, I, I can see that I'm not wanting. Yeah, I can see that I'm not wanting to copy the formula. But I do think there is like something that that like could work there, where you know this sort of starts the the building like of the team and like you know okay, assuming that so Superman still dies, but it's like so okay, so then the next movie you just have Batman and Wonder Woman like working together. Like in like the core franchise, you can have like solo stuff like off, but like the other movies could be that them kind of like building the team, like going out and, and recruiting. And I think that that'd be like a very different direction from Marvel and sort of give it like a unique, like yeah, a, a bit of a unique flavor to it. Or move Justice League back five years and do the Shazam, Wonder Woman, and Aquaman movies, and have Ben Affleck pop up in those movies. Sure, like, sure. And just be the or Ben Affleck and Wonder Woman popping up in each of those movies saying, hey, I'm sure you heard about Metropolis. What happened, you know, two summers ago, Superman's dead, but there's a new threat coming and we need all the help we can get type shit. Right. But like the fact that they just went immediately like the first 30 minutes of Justice League was just Ben Affleck recruiting all the <laughs> Justice League members. Right. And it's like it feels forced because we don't have any relationship with these characters. Right. So why do we give a shit about them teaming up? Exactly. This should be the first time we're seeing them, but no, it's the second because, you know, we, we spent 20 minutes or we spent five minutes looking at little video clips of them. And who got the the Aquaman video clip, by the way, who's filming that? (laughs) It's probably James Cameron while he was doing his stuff like (laughs) under the ocean. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh boy um any points about batman versus superman that we didn't make i wanted to ask you this what would you have renamed this movie i because think yeah this movie probably could have been called something else yeah i think the title is very clunky um clunky and just misleading yeah you get a 20 minute batman versus superman fight and, I, and, and that's it but we do get the politics of it. Yeah, I think I honestly think just Dawn of Justice would have been perfectly fine just on its own. Kind of rather than calling it like what they did with Superman. Instead of calling it Superman, they called it Man of Steel. Kind of leaving the audience to right. say leaving the audience to say, "Oh my god, we're going to go see Dawn of Justice rather than Batman versus Superman." Yeah. I think yeah. And well, he, well, and here's the other thing. Like, this isn't something that like we have to come up with. There's been thousands of comics, I'm sure, that have just had like Batman and Superman in them. And like, so like, I don't know. If you want to like have something with both of them, like, I almost feel like the there should have just been like a different starting point to to start a universe off of. And it also goes into the again the title Dawn of Justice League, like yeah. them trying to set up something that is too soon. Right. Like agreed. It 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 just if you want to summar up summarize Batman versus Superman, uh it's just too soon, too rushed, too much, too fast. <laughs> Definitely agree with, with all of that. Oh, so this is breaking news. Breaking uh, news. Breaking news. Zack Snyder dropped some tea this morning about Justice League. It will be a full four-hour film and no longer in an episodic format. 
where they release where they release one at a time. I watched The Irishman and that was too much. So this is going to be way too much. I watched The Irishman in two different sittings, so I assume this is going to be uh the same uh same deal. Yeah. So this I don't know. Maybe I'm dumb and just haven't been following it close enough because as you can tell, I don't like the DC universe as much. So is it just going to be a recut of the original Justice League or does it have like new footage and it's like, like a new storyline? It's essentially a four hour movie that is basically a new Justice League movie. So it's brand new. So it won't share plot or film like uh, film from the original. I think it's got a lot of overlap. So it's not just an extended cut per se. Okay. It is okay. not an extended cut. It is what Zack Snyder originally wanted to do with the movie. Okay. Before Warner Brothers stepped in and said, fuck you, we're changing everything. Gotcha. Well, and also he stepped out because of his the the death of his daughter. Like it was a, yeah. like that that whole met like I definitely have a lot fewer issues with Justice League, like be knowing that and like knowing that he was building on top of of this that the studio also kind of like didn't really let him do what he wanted as much on on this one so yeah so batman versus superman dawn of justice did your opinion at all did anything i say today make you think about the movie any differently i don't think it made me think about it any differently i think it just like let me know the like what people do like about it and sometimes like on the internet it's hard to find like well-reasoned contradictory opinions to the ones that you hold yeah what about you did i I I move the needle for you i think you moved it in a few in a few ways just hearing your reasoning on why certain things that i didn't like or that i do like you didn't like made me it it makes me because you just see people on the internet movie's trash movie's trash it's it's trash like he actually hearing it it i still like it i still think Mm -hmm. it's a solid movie um however like currently Catherine and i are watching all of the marvel movies in order um (laughs) based on the track record so far i don't want to watch the dc movies with her (laughs) and batman versus superman doesn't change that it's a tough that it's so early in it and that there's just like so much like going on. If the DC universe gets their shit together in these next few years with all their plans for, with HBO max and everything, I can't wait to come back to this quote and correct myself. But right. As of where it stands right now, uh, especially with the, the mediocre release of wonder woman too. Uh, yep. I'm, I'm just, I'm cautiously optimistic for this new justice league cut. Yeah. I yeah, I want it to, you know, sort of kick the kick the king that is, you know, the MCU and make them step up their game because then we just get better movies. Yeah. So everybody, I hope you enjoyed the run through for Batman versus Superman. This was a lot longer than the other run throughs, but that's okay. Yeah. That's sometimes that's gonna be necessary. You're gonna get some longer ones when we do discuss uh like the Sam Raimi trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um We'll have to be a lot more organized when we do like a trilogy <laughs> versus like one movie. Yep. So we'll have to, um, maybe we'll get that one on the books for the next month or so for me, you and Mitch. That'd be a lot of fun. That would be, yeah. Ooh, and we can each t- we can each like be an expert at, at one of them. So you probably oh. will take two, and Mitch and I'll have. 
<laughs> Mitch and I will have to fight who, who gets stuck with the three. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Well, everybody, you know the you know the rules. Follow us all on Instagram and Twitter if you'd like. Our handles are always in the description. Follow the binge boys on Instagram, binge boys podcast. Uh leave that rating review and please share. Share with somebody who you know doesn't like Batman versus Superman. Share with someone you know loves it. I'd love to get as much interaction on this as we can. Share with someone who has no opinion on the movie. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Share it with uh, your girlfriend who hasn't seen any of the DC movies. <laughs> Maybe this will make her want to watch the movie. And in the comments, tag yourselves if you're a Logan or you're a Matt. Yes, tell us if you're more Logan or more Matt. Or maybe we'll put a poll up on the Instagram story. We'll see. I like that. That'd be funny. We'll see. Matt, thanks for joining me today, buddy. Thanks for having me. Happy to talk. We'll see everybody next time. Bye. Bye.